This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and a warm welcome back to the Sky Blues Extra podcast in association with the Sky Blue Tavern. Dean here alongside Dave Moore. Dave, rejoice. The international break is over for another year. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. And yeah, absolutely hate it. Um, not a big March fan. next, March. Long time. It's a long time, isn't it? Now we've seen like we've had a, f- a fair few, which is quite good because you can get a bit of uh, you can actually do something with your Saturdays rather than <laughs> rather than forced to to <laughs> trudge up to the CBS or or at worst Preston. So um, yeah, it's um, a bit of both for me. International breaks are a chance just to completely switch off, really, um, away from the football. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Just got off Twitter. Not really had any interest in anything Sky Blues, really. To be honest, in the last two weeks. There's- for utterly depressing, shall we say, over the past, well, since the last international break. Yeah, and, you know, I think Twitter's always been a, an interesting place, but it's, it's become, it's become, a, yeah, it's become a just an absolute mess, isn't it? It's, it, it's not just football, but it seems like you can't have, you can't sit on the fence. You're not allowed to have like a balanced argument. You either have to be, you know, completely to the left or the right um, of of various subjects, not just I mean, the algorithms have got you, Dave. The algorithms have got you in a spin. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do. I just feel like people now are so desperate to back up opinions with their um, screenshots, you know, like the VAR and just stats that are just completely nonsense, like just to make a, st- a story sort of look better. I mean, there's one at the moment with, I think, Hadji Wright, isn't it about expected goals or goal scoring opportunities outside of penalties? Oh, that X, Y axis one. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, well, I don't really understand it, if I'm honest. I've not looked into it enough. 
um, nor do I want to understand it because I'm there watching the games with my own eyes. And yeah, like, you can see it. You don't need a graph to back up what you see with your eyes. Exactly. And, you know, facts of the matter is lots of talent probably there. Very impressive against Leicester. Not so impressive so far since since then. And and a few a few tap-ins and just not really seeing the work ethic of a of a player that's trying to cement, you know, or force themselves into the forefront of someone's um thinking, which is Mark Robbins. So I don't need a graph to tell me that. I can see it, you know, with the with my own eyes what's missing. But you know, there's some positives in his last since the international break, I think there's been some positives across the team and certainly for Haji Wright. I think I'd rather see that graph there than people arguing about having an OnlyFans girl that supports Cuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the missing piece of the jigsaw of Cuff Twitter is having that OnlyFans chick. Uh, yeah, and now we've, we've got one. We've got to so. put food on the table. <laughs> as long as I don't see you on there, mate. I don't think we get many takers on, on that. Um, Just make sure it- you've cleaned the table before you put the food on <laughs> uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we last potted, so... Um, why don't we just have a quick chat on the uh, on the Stoke game? So, I mean, it's a goalless draw at the CBS. It stopped the rot, but uh, more than more than than I more than that, I thought we were showing some encouraging signs during that game. It wasn't great, but encouraging. Better, yeah. like some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. And I think look, a lot of people are making sort of mountains out of molehills at the moment. Yeah, we're a fair whack into the season already but we're by far not you know when you look at where we started last season and maybe look at people like Middlesbrough last season and teams that have a late charge they're the teams that actually go on to end up being you know in or around the playoffs right and you know there's no for me there's no real concern about relegation yes it can creep up on you um and you can get sucked into it. And then you start to see, you know, the boys against the versus the men um, who can stand up and sort of take that pressure. But I think we control so many periods of games that we're probably not going to concede enough goals, I don't think, to, to, to be relegated. And therefore, you know, I think that it'd be nice to start seeing them play with some more freedom. And I think we saw bits of that in Stoke and we saw it, you know, at home to Stoke, that we did control pretty much majority of large parts of the game. We carved out chances that we probably should have put away. And, you know, that's why I think you're saying it and I'm saying it, that there's positive encouraging signs. And it's, yeah, things need to turn around fairly quickly. But, you know, at the same time, it's not, it's not been a million miles away all season. And I don't think, I think this league is teams that, sort of just grind out results and we need to get back to to doing that which is what we did the season before really this was kind of the point last year where things kind of changed didn't it we went on that little bit of a run before christmas okay it was sticky around christmas but we got ourselves out of that rot so maybe it can align again the stars might align again at this period of time and, and we can start to to turn those chances in into convert goals i mean that's that's where we struggle isn't it i think it's just a chance conversion we are the the top of the list on creating chances, but not putting them away. And that's the simple fact. If we'd done that, you know, for four or five games this season, we'd be in a much healthier position and saying, oh, why are we not in the playoffs at this point? Yeah, exactly. And look, you can say strikers act on instinct, but we've said it so many times. It doesn't feel that that consistent changing of players is going to give anyone... It doesn't help. It just it doesn't help. It's not an excuse, but it, it doesn't help. And I think 
we just need some sort of fixed structure but I don't know if we're going to get that you know no. we'll go on to talk about formations away from home but we come off the back of what a free or free or, or whatever four, it was. four losses and why do you think he's struggling to find that formula though I mean how do you go about figuring that out because I mean you took an off shit at the wall something will stick eventually but do you want to do that I don't know I mean I, I thought you know I thought without McFadden we looked as as solid and it was that was encouraging to see because I think when that happens you really need someone to come and be a leader I think Kitchen looks like that to be honest I mean he's a captain at his previous club right so yeah um it it stands that he'll be the most likely of to sort of take that that sort of role across the back four or three or whatever whatever we decide to do but um so I, I I was actually really I thought there's a lot of positives um wasn't too bothered about the Collins out for for Wilson um I think Robbins's comments were a little odd strange really to try and back up the fact that he'd brought Wilson out he, he should have just said probably probably why but he kind of I think he kind of said it was there's a lot Beat of around the bush wasn't it yeah, it was yeah just a, a bit a lot of games well not really for a goalkeeper no, it's you not don't. like he's a box-to-box midfielder now you only make that change when goalkeepers make mistakes and to be fair Ben Wilson has had a rocky four or five games um made a couple of errors that didn't get punished to be fair and for me deservedly dropped um whether time will tell whether that's the right decision with Collins's form I mean I think we both said it after that uh Wimbled- was it Wimbledon away in the in the cup yeah yeah didn't really sh- give us that that huge amount of confidence I thought behind but, but then you know again in in them areas that I was a bit unsure about which was box commanding and and you know making a decision he actually did very well I mean there was a corner that came in um I think it was a corner or a cross that came in and he it was probably the only thing that he had to majorly deal with and he dealt of it really, really well. He was, you know, um, confident in what he was doing. He got a hand to it and he pushed it, you know, away from, from goal. And that's all you can kind of ask is that they make a decision and, and just go ahead with it. I think sometimes what we've seen with a lot of keepers, but but Ben, you know, is they're not, you know, it's a bit okey-cokey. They're not sure whether to come or go or... And then in that time, the the strikers made up the decision for them, kind of. So, um, yeah, I thought he was he was pretty decent. And I think, you know, O'Hare is going to start to come to, you know, get more game time and, and start to add more value. We've got Palmer coming back. We've got um, Tats, who has shown enough in every time he's played, I think, in recent games to say that he's going to be a threat. Um, and you've got people like Kelly coming back, which might just take... Not echoes out of the firing line because I think he's been brilliant, but it just might give him a bit of a rest. Rele- relieves the pressure in the middle of yeah. the park a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because there's a there's a lot on those two to sort of solidify everything that goes through the team. You know, that's that's the the base of everything, really, isn't it? You know, they they're expected to be be in the defence and expected to start the attack effectively. Um, yeah, I think Kelly is a much natural defensive midfielder, and Eccles is still trying to probably been told to push into areas break into areas and then that makes Sheaf not sure whether he's then like the holding midfielder or because he doesn't seem to be doing that also so maybe that Kelly Sheaf at times might give us some a more natural balance where Sheaf goes actually I can afford to lose or have this pass get breaking down because Kelly's there sweeping up behind any worries on Mark Robbins's job um, I don't think so. We don't know enough about Doug King um, to to know 
Apart, you know, with, I think he's a lizard, according to some fans. He's a, he's like the, uh, the late Queen. I I just yeah. some of the stuff is just uh, it's uh, just, boring, isn't it? It's just stupid because you know we we've had really bad owners. You know we've had administration which probably could have been avoidable. Um, you know I'm I haven't gone through the finances with a fine tooth comb, but you would like to have thought that at times things could have been avoidable. You think about the way that we went about our, um, which rightly or wrongly at the time, breaking away from the RICO and all of that, you know, to have some sort of just normal stability as a as a football owner. And, and, and also not even the money, because there's people out there of money that are just bonkers. I mean, you remember the Cardiff owner um, wanted to change the shirts to red and, and get rid of bluebirds, you know, like yeah, that's just and look at Reading, you know, look at what's happened to them. So, you know, at least we haven't lost, you know, everything that's happened. Our identity has been solidified. You you go around the ground. There's more images of Coventry City. There's work and expense being, you know, sort of put into those, making the around the ground more of a hub. Like all of it is quite positive. So it's very strange, I think, to to be questioning it's just nice to have stability isn't it exactly the only thing i would say to you dave is put the sewing machine away because they're coming after your dodgy shirts i hear <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. uh but even that you know is to be expected i mean it's the one commodity that the cu- that the club has um to to make money basically it's the one thing isn't it you know you can write coventry on a t-shirt and it, it could mean anything but the badge is 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 something that is a um, is the club's biggest commodity, and they need to. I don't begrudge them doing that whole thing, but what I'd like to see them is offer better quality products to stop people from you know looking elsewhere to get. I know, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff looks like they've just put one of the marketing team in these headbutted paint, you know, just headbutted <laughs> the keyboard. I saw, I saw one with a badge that had like yeah, a that tire, right. tire Pop- track over it. <laughs> like, where's that come from? As if she like has someone been ran over in a hoodie and just thought, oh, I'll just take that hoodie design. Like, oh, that, that, that looks good. Yeah, stick that on one and chuck fifty quid on it and somebody will somebody will buy it ahead of Christmas, wouldn't they? Well that, just... and that's the thing. A lot of it doesn't seem to be um much thought into it. But tat. Tat, you know. I call it. It really is. I mean Black Friday I don't they even had a Black Friday sale email through. Yeah. I mean, what's going on? Like yeah. It's a perfect time to get rid of those hoodies. Like no one's going to buy them, lads. Even that orange yeah. stuff. What's the orange? Oh, the Halloween I don't know. t-shirt. I did see I something just... today about a new, like using the colours of the shirt. I haven't actually looked at it, but um, I did see something like that today. Well, we'll have to see what what happens going forward. Uh, also, let's talk about going forward onto Saturday. Uh, we head to the Den versus Millwall. Millwall and yeah. the new management as well. Joe Edwards, first time as a full manager. Very young. I think he's only 36 or 37 or so. Yeah, 37, um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how how they go about things moving forward because it was, it's been pretty poor this season from, from a Millwall point of view. Um, how do you feel heading into this one, Dave? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Yeah, it's it's a really difficult one. I, no, Nowhere near as confident as I would have been perhaps, I don't know, a month Three ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because you kind of knew what you were getting with um, Rowett. You knew that he was going to pump balls and if you're defensively solid and held up to the test, then you're you're going to be okay. I'm not saying they're going to completely go away from that. Um, and I didn't have a chance to any look at sort of the chef of Wednesday. Um, but I did see them earlier in the season, but you can kind of disregard it because it was under a completely different manager. So it's a really tricky conundrum for Mark Robbins, who's got to prepare for a manager that he doesn't really know um, as much about, you know, he's it's it's going to be a bit tricky um but we obviously know a lot about Millwall's you know players um and there's not a lot they can completely change but you saw Zion Fleming move further forward um into a sort of striker role um against Sheffield Wednesday which you know he's always played behind the strikers um it was incredibly rigid formation they went with as well. I wonder if that was just like first game under new management. Let's just go four four two. Let's see what happens and and go from there. And it sort of worked against a pretty ropey Sheffield Wednesday side. Let's be honest. Uh, and that is four the goals thing, against them. Yeah, four goals and and you know four four two. If if they play that and we stick, I can't see Robin sticking with with the same formation that he started against Stoke. But if he did. You know, we'd probably start to run the run run over that midfield, um, and that could you know that could be a good thing. Um, so it's it's a very it's very interesting because I've always felt that Mill have completely missed the midfield out. But again, yeah. I'm basing it all on what I've seen so far this season. I actually went to the um, Leeds Millwall game at at the Den, um, and you know that was that they got hammered that day um I watched the Watford um much of the Watford game that they played and I thought they played pretty well but Watford haven't been pulling up any trees this season um and seemingly they could get in behind at any opportunity they wanted to it was just through last ditch defending that they actually you know managed I think that was a might have been a draw um so it's it's a really tricky one because we just don't know much about Edwards um but we obviously know about a lot of the Millwall players. We've got Norton Cuffey that's that's probably going to feature. Um, in my opinion, the best player that they have is Bradshaw. I think he's a really, really quality player. He reminds me very much of like an Adam Armstrong. Yeah. And had he have been getting service in his earlier Millwall days, I think he would have been scoring buckets because I think he got about 14 or 15 last season with very little service. Um, he's a really tricky customer and he works really really hard he's a bit of he's a bit of a mix between Armstrong and like Godden really I think he has to because they don't keep the ball very often 
very often a middle yeah. team and uh, you know we're going to have a lot of possession in this game there's no doubt about that and it's a it's about breaking down what's probably going to be a very rigid rigid structured side really and that's we've we've struggled there this season trying to do that um yeah there you know that's where you kind of feel like if we do go for the back and having that extra attacker then we might have an opportunity to to carve something out you mentioned o'hare earlier um he feels like he's now in a position to start games, which I think is a big, big bonus. Yeah, I've said I'd prefer him to start. I'd prefer him to come and get, you know, if you can get, some people might take a dimmer view of this, but it, you, you've got five, on the, you know, five subs these days, right? The it's, bench was so, so much stronger on the on that game versus Stoke. And that was a big plus point. I think that's going to be key and vital, actually, over the, this, this, I'm going to say the Christmas period now from here. Yeah. So many matches. And absolutely, I, you know, go and give me 60. Oh, can't quite get 60. Let's review it at half time. Uh, and then, and then if you, if you have to come off at 45, fine. But like, we've got enough subs to be able to do that, in in my opinion. We've not got the, like you say, it did look much better, but we've not had the deepest of, of benches. Um, and you've got plenty of players that can sit in there. So you've got, you know, um, lats could push into that position if, if needed. Um, you know, but you've also got, other players, you know, you've got Eccles who could who could sort of continue that that role, Tats, um, you know, Ayari. There's so many options. Actually, we've we say that we've got a big problem in the field. We we haven't got a problem in terms of numbers, we've got a problem in terms of the right how you fit quality. them in. Yeah. 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 And there's uh, you got options. I suppose options is always good, but seemingly at the moment, Robbins is throwing so many different options on the table. It's very difficult yeah. to see like how how we're going to go about things moving forward. Like last season, we had a very structured way of playing. Yeah. This season, like we just seem to have like four or five different ways. I don't personally, I don't think that's the way forward. I think we've got to go with something, and if it doesn't work, then we've got to keep going with it. Really, I feel you know eventually it's going to click. The squad looks completely set up for squad rotation for the box because we haven't got yeah. someone that can play play the passes we've got Ben Sheaf Kelly who are in my opinion defensive midfielders although Sheaf has added a lot to his game and you've got Eccles who is a bit of a sort of just a general centre mid without really the the attacking you know presence of, of that and then you've got obviously Yaris, O'Hare's, Palmer's um, Allen is a bit of a you know a bit similar to Eccles you've not in there, we've said it all season, got that person that can play that killer pass or that that, that ki- killer sort of 30, 40 yard um, spray. So the team to me, the squad looks like a box squad, but we've not really played that that box that much. And that that's fine if, if but it's just now you, it seems like you're trying to fit in free strikers at times. It's, it's a tricky one. I, I honestly don't know what he's going to do Saturday. Right, let's get a, a bit of a Millwall perspective at this point in the pod. We spoke to Lyndon Edney, who's going to give us his views ahead of Saturday. So I think Millwall's start to the season has been up and down, to say the least. Um, it was a funny start to the season, obviously, with losing the tragic loss of John Berylson, our, our long-term uh, chairman. Um, you know, obviously, that must have unsettled the, the club. Um 
you know, a real great guy and, uh, you know, great for our club and a real shame that that happened. So that obviously caused issues, I think. But we seem to start the pre-season well. Um, and even the first win away from home, um, you know, against Middlesbrough, 1-0 was a great result. Um, but then since then, you know, we then lost to Reading at home 4-0 in the Cup. You know, Norwich 3-1, Leeds 3-0. You know, we were just dropping points. And um, although we did get some nice wins there as well, you know, against the way to Plymouth Argyle, uh, at home to Rotherham as well. Um, you know, we still managed to lose 3-0 to, to Swansea at home as well. So it's just been inconsistent. Um, and I think it was the right time to to get rid of Gary Rowett. Uh, I, for one, had had enough of his football. Uh, that mentality to go out and not lose games as opposed to go out and win them um, and just try to defend throughout the tenure of the game. And it was just frustrating and... and, and and horrible to watch. So I'm happy that he has moved on. Um, I wish him all the best, um, but but really happy with the hire in Joe Edwards. I think that um, I think we're going to see some big changes there. He's a young manager. He's hungry. He wants to prove himself, and this is the first stepping stone of you know um, proper management for him. Um, so I, I believe it's a, a really good hire um, from from the club. Um, so I think that most of the season up till then up to the Sheffield Wednesday game, is probably irrelevant right now, I think. Um, and I'm glad that they made the changes as quickly as they did. Um, to, you know, to focus on the last match uh, against Sheffield Wednesday, a great result. I, I cannot remember the last time we went out and beat someone 4-0, let alone away from home. Um, so, like, great, great. I watched it on TV and it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a great game. And it was, it was just so different to, to Rowett's... Um, style of play before you know we were we were bringing the ball out from the back uh passing using the midfield he actually played a 4-4-2 which I know is dated in the current game but did seem to work um and uh you know it gave the, the two cent midfielders George Savile and Casper uh, Denour uh the actual chance to to play some football and, and 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 knock the ball about um which they're both more than capable of doing and obviously Savile came from deep to score a fantastic goal as well so um, it was just so nice to see us actually playing some football and, and be progressive on the pitch and push forward. Um, and it was just really, really, really refreshing. And uh, yeah, it, it was a great result for us. Um, we got a couple of injury concerns. Obviously, um, the, the keeper, uh, Matthias Sartic, is out, which is a shame because we've got Bart Bukowski now uh, back in the sticks, who two years ago was a fantastic keeper for us. 17 clean sheets in a championship season. One of the best keepers in the league that year. Um, but just has gone a bit downhill, really, uh, ever since. So he's a bit dodgy, <laughs> to say the least. So, uh, yeah, if I'd, I'd advise a couple of pop shots from outside the box from uh, from, the, from the Coventry boys, might, might, might land you a goal or two. Um, but I think for us, uh, there, there's a few players to watch out for. Uh, obviously, Zion Fleming, um, really talented player. Um, he'd be playing, uh, normally he's a number 10, but I think if he plays a 4-4-2 again, I think he'll be up the top. Uh, with either Kevin Nisbet or Tom Bradshaw. Um, but I think Zion Fleming is definitely one to watch out. Casper Denor in the centre mid midfield, a real ball player. Really, hang like He's really happy to get hold of the ball, uh, to play, to uh, to turn and to, and to progress and push forward with the ball. Um, yeah, get stuck in as well. So he's a good player. 
Uh, I also think Ryan Longman as well, uh, when he when he's on his day, is good on, on if he plays him left wing. So, uh, yeah, a few players to watch out for there. I think Kevin Nisbet is probably due a goal as well. So if he starts up top or comes off the bench, he may score. Uh, and I think Zion Fleming as well. So um, I expect to see the same or similar lineup. It's a transitional period for Joe Edwards, I think, at the moment. Um, I think 4-4-2 is, is safe. Um, and it seemed to work. So I think that's maybe what he'll do again. Um, and, and I like it because, it, 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 like I said, it freed up the midfielders to, um, to, to knock the ball around and, and, and was simple, get the ball to the wings and get the balls in the box to, you know, to some good finishers. Uh, so I think that's probably what we'll see again. Hopefully, you know, more passing from, the, from out the back um, and not so much hoof ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, my prediction for the game, I think it's going to be, uh, I think for Mark Robbins, I think it's going to be really tough for him actually to come to the den. I know you've had some good results against us recently, but it's the uncertainty for him because he doesn't know who doesn't know Joe Edwards. He doesn't know what style of football he's going to go for. He's only played one game. He's not really managed anywhere else before. So I think that's really going to play in favour uh, for Millwall, to be honest. And I, and I think that uh, it's going to be hard for uh, Robbins to to kind of make a plan against a team he doesn't really isn't going to know much about. So I think that that if if Joe Edwards plays on that and and we we come at you hard in the first twenty twenty five minutes, I think you know we we could we could score some early goals. I think there's goals in the game, um, and I and I I think that Joe Edwards' first home game in charge at the Den. I really do think that you know he's going to really want to prove himself and, and get the fans behind him once again. We already are. Uh, everyone's excited by his management and I think there's going to be a real buzz at the den on on Saturday. And I think I'm actually going to go and say it's going to be 3-1, I think, to us. And I I think uh, Zion Fleming might get a couple, maybe one from a, a dead ball. Uh, probably one defenders will pop up because um, either Wes Harden or Jake Cooper might pop up with a goal. Um, so yeah, so I'm pretty positive that we'll be looking at yeah a 3-1 win for the Lions Huge thanks to, to Lyndon there for his views on Saturday's game uh, probably a good time to pull out a public service announcement Dave because South Bermondsey Station is not available again if anyone's travelling by by train down to down to the den London Bridge seems to be the option for, for drinking and then from there it sounds like Ubers, doesn't it? Or what's the, what's that other, there is a other bus. station? There is a bus. It might take an hour, though, surely from, from there. Yeah, yeah, there is a bus. I don't know if it's a, a two, two one one something like that. But yeah, um, definitely worth uh, having a look at that. But yeah, don't take away from London Bridge drinking because it's always uh, a decent haunts around there. There's also no away pubs near the ground. Yeah, and I'd advise not going to any pubs anyway, you know, being, being the den. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Might be a few people tooled up and etc. Yeah, don't, just go to London Bridge. Yeah, uh, we'll all be there. Right, let's look at our team ahead of then of Saturday. How how do you feel Robbins is going to going to attack this one? Do you feel? I'd like to see him not tinker with the back. The uh, new tinker man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so look, happy for Collins to 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 keep his position. I didn't think he did anything wrong. Um, I don't think he had a lot to do. I don't think we learned mass amounts. Um, but like I say, he made a little cute save, um, which was good. He commanded the box well. I think this one will be telling actually against Millwall because they'll, you know, they'll pump balls into the box. Big, big team for corners, free kicks, etc. Important not to give silly free kicks away, edge of boxes, you know, 
for them to get crosses in basically because you know they are that's where they get most of their their goals from yeah absolutely um and then yeah i think i think we'll still see the same um back line Latabodier um, back from jamaican duty could we see van evac back in possibly yeah possibly it's a big um, pitch as well millwall that's you know it could be an opportunity for van evac to to actually show his legs yeah what he's what he's capable of because we haven't seen it much as of yet but i also don't think that's his fault i think he's been held back a little bit with the formations we've played so yeah i think we we said that as he'd been told to sort of retain possession and turn back and keep possession until it's it's on rather than sort of just but I, you know I've, I've loved it when i've seen him run at players and uh you know millwall defensively bast like the, the recent game they they are always a bit suspect of for 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 defensively balls into the box, um, set pieces that sort of stuff. So his throwing, you know, could be something that could put put a bit of a, a scare to them. I think you're right there, and I think technically we've got some very very astute players in and around the box that might be the key to to unlocking this game. It's yeah. just a case of showing it more often than not. There was a, a chance against Stoke, I think, Godden from Sims. Sims yeah. knocked it down. Godden had a, a pop shot and it was really, really well worked. I want to see more of that. I think if we get that into our game on Saturday, I think we'll create some opportunities. I don't think technically Millwall at the back are as good as what people make them out to be. No, I'd, I'd say that that's probably been their biggest problem this season, actually, is that they've, you know, they've conceded and it's always hard to come from behind or, or you know, in, in this league, as we found out. Um, a lot this season, but it, it the main the main is this sort of midfield which probably picks itself pretty much. But it's this it's this conundrum of of up up top. I don't really know what I don't see him going free up top away from home. So I don't know. Very interesting, really, because I've I've really liked Sims recently. Thought he's looked really really handy. Thinks he's looked like he's growing in confidence, growing into his his sort of role in the team. Um, you know, he was very unselfish away at Preston. Um, when he when he came he came on, I think didn't he? They started yeah. right and uh, Gordon up front, and I think even this against Stoke, he he looked you know a handful. So um, yeah, I'd like to see him play. Really, I don't. I I only think you'll see one change. I think Gordon will come out right. Will go to the top the top of the box, and uh, O'Hare will come in on sort of that inverted left side. Uh, or maybe Allen will switch out to that that flank and have O'Hare in behind the striker. I think that's what we'll see on Saturday. And I think Van Evac will come in for Latabodier, but they'll be the only two changes that I'd, I would uh, foresee Robbins making. Uh, are you confident score-wise going into this one? or Not really. No? no. I think, you know, had you have asked me before the recent appointment and, you know, three weeks ago, I'd, I would have said, yeah, like, draw minimum but I don't know a bit concerned we heard obviously from more fan they they think they're going to win um it does all seem set up for that you know it's Joe's first game at the den it's going to be got a, a fair really... record against them though, haven't we? we have we have yeah. but you know records I think sometimes go out the window when you've got Coventry a new coming manager. to town <laughs> yeah you've got a new manager first game at home um you know he's going to want to win there's going to be a bit of a buzz I think people around 
Millwall are starting to see that with Rowett going out, there's the changes and there's reasons to be optimistic and different style of football potentially coming to the to the fold. And you know, his CV speaks for itself of what he did at Chelsea um and and obviously in England as well in the under 20 side so he he is someone that plays football you know the where he's come from they wouldn't they wouldn't want things being pumped up to people's throats so clearly um whether or not he gets that he's had had a chance to work on that we've seen it with us when we played Rotherham all those years back when we tried to adopt a new style that Robbins was very keen to do um sometimes the players aren't always up to to doing that so you think we had two weeks to practice though sure <laughs> yeah I mean they they have but you know they haven't played all of this through pre-season they're going to be adapting if if a manager's asking them to do stuff a certain way and it's a bit alien to them then you know there's chances that they could get caught out but I think yeah roundabout way I, I can unfortunately see us losing this one I'm it feels like a head and heart situation here for you so yeah. what, what are we saying uh I think you know I think we'll score um I think but I think it's probably going to be 2-1 yeah I, I think we're going to sneak out of here with a win I, I've just got some something in my mind saying that we're going to get out of here with a 1-0 win it's going to be like a really sort of dire game but we'll come out with the, with the three points and I think if we do that I think that kind of makes the tide turn a little bit going moving forward because it you feel like we're going to start Plymouth game on Tuesday night a bit more positivity at home good crowd you know it could be the opportunity to to turn things round in this little mini part of the season um we we need to don't we because we've yeah. got a tough not just tough in terms of opposition but just a tough schedule you know yeah. it's like eight, uh, eight it's games up until January the 10th or something like that yeah. it's um yeah it's it's going to be a little bit hectic um, and it'll also it be hectic on the Skybreeze Extra podcast because exactly. we'll be here the whole way uh, through it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Dave, thanks very much for your, for your input this evening. Skybreeze Army, let's get behind the boys this Saturday. Big thank you to listening. As always, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Skybreeze Tavern as well. We'll be back on su- Monday or Sunday. I'm not sure yet. Um, but, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.